0: You're listening to Too Unusual, the podcast where Chris and Ian take on a challenge every month and share their experiences.
1: This month's challenge was taking free online classes. Let's hear how it went.
0: Students are taking online courses now more than ever, and I can see why. It's pretty convenient, and in some cases, you can just go at your own pace. However, an article about retention in online courses stated that... Online courses have a 10 to 20% higher failed retention rate than traditional classroom environments.
1: Those percentages actually also apply to us. This is going to be the first challenge that we're going to end early. Um, But first, let us tell you how we we started this challenge.
0: Yeah, so this all started when I got a new phone. (laughs) I went from an iPhone 6 to an iPhone 11. Pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. And as I was looking around all the different specs in the iPhone 11, I noticed something called iTunes U. Mm-hmm. And then, Ian, I asked you about it to see if you had it or mm-hmm. if it was something new. Mm-hmm. It, it was on my phone, and I said, yeah, what is the, what, what, why are you asking? Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, well, uh, do we want to take online courses for our next challenge. I, th- I thought it was a great fit. I and, know. yeah, honestly, that's just how it happened. Mm-hmm. We decided right there and then that our next challenge was going to be uh, taking iTunes U courses. Uh,
1: I think we're both pretty naturally inquisitive and naturally like to, we naturally enjoy learning. So I think it was kind of a good fit for both of us to take on this challenge. Um, I know I personally, I've taught myself things. I, I taught myself digital photography um, and how to use Photoshop all on my own. So it's like something I enjoy doing. And I, I know Chris has done some similar stuff on his own.
0: Yeah, I mean, back in high school, uh, what I did was learn how to install a radio to a car. Mm-hmm. And I replaced my own radio in my Eclipse. mm mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's amazing the things you can learn online, especially for free. And I know the iTunes U platform is a completely free platform. You can take a bunch of different classes. Uh, So why don't don't we talk about what classes we decided to take? What what were your courses of choice, Chris?
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, actually during this same time when we decided that we were going to do this challenge, I also had talked to my friend Mags about learning how to do uh, Swift coding. So that we could build um, an iOS app. Uh, so what I did was look for Swift courses in iTunes U. And I did see a few. I tried taking the the introduction, so the one on 101. But that didn't go too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I needed was I needed a tablet so that I could download mm-hmm. Swift Playgrounds. Mm-hmm. And th- that was like the interactive part of the course. Which I think would have been cool, but I didn't have an, a tablet. And I, I wasn't going to just buy a tablet for for this challenge, yeah, to
1: some extent, I think that was kind of a downside of iTunes U because some of the classes required this additional like education educational material that we didn't necessarily have uh, because a lot of these are actual college courses that are like syndicated to the app uh, for people to take.
0: Yeah, so what I actually ended uh, doing like you said about it being uh, college courses. So after I dropped the Swift playgrounds or just the Swift in general learning, mm-hmm. I switched to an intro to psychology, and this is because. I've always wanted to take a psychology class. I thought psychology is just a very interesting topic. But I never got the chance to do it in college. Uh, the one time I was going to do it, do it I think, was junior year. Mm-hmm. And we were getting a, a free elective. Mm-hmm. But I had a bunch... Junior year was tough, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but... Junior every, uh, Everyone's junior year is I, tough. It's not every year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But there was a bunch of uh, classes in our major where it was like the hardest... Courses. Mm. So I had all that going on and an elective. And I was going to go with uh, psychology, mm-hmm. but the one thing that made me not do it was the three hour labs. Yeah. I could not add that to my schedule. I couldn't do it. Yeah, psych,
1: psych labs never sounded fun. I, and also, there was, we also had that kind of restriction. There was a restriction. I remember I wanted to take a yeah, psych class. Yeah, right. It only said eligible for freshmen, and sophomores. But I heard if you like petitioned it, they would let you in anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did. I was going to sign up for Intro to Government because I thought mm-hmm. that was also interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just emailed them saying, hey, I'm interested in taking this even though I'm not a freshman. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: You, yeah. Can't, le- you can't let the people learn, right? <laughs> so um, uh, the courses I actually chose to take, um, the first one was a behavioral economics course. Uh, it's something that I've been interested in. I studied economics in school. Um, and a lot of, kind of my personal interest and in what I read outside of uh, my formal education is around behavioral economics. Um, and in this course, I like guess kind of some of the topics I learned, um, a, a concept uh, is uh, priming. So, like the way you ask someone a question uh, can influence the way uh, they respond. So, I'll, I guess I'll do an example on, on Chris right now. All right, go so ahead. So, if Let's I see. if I ask you if uh, is the average price of a German car more or less than hundred thousand dollars?
0: Yeah, go ahead. What was what's your question?
1: Is the, I'm asking you, do you think the average price of German cars is more or less than hundred thousand dollars?
0: Less, than right? It's, 000, it's obviously less.
1: less than 100,000. So, what, what kind of what German car manufacturers can you think of?
0: Um, honestly, I don't know where these manufacturers are. Um, oh, I'll say, let's, let's say, um, Honda. Am I wrong? No, Honda Honda's not German. Oh man, oh wait, Volkswagen.
1: Okay, you, dev- you just went completely against the example. So, basically, the way it goes is when you ask that question, you say a hundred thousand dollars because it's just such a high, like, nonsensical number, mm. and then when you ask the second question of what manufacturers do you think of they'll usually think of like mercedes or audi or bmw oh, oh. like the really high-end cars because you um because you're priming prime with a hundred thousand dollars where if you were to ask um is it mo- is the price of a german car more or less than ten thousand dollars that's when you usually get the volkswagen answer
0: mm-hmm. you so, know you know why that is you know why i didn't get primed why i read that book bro
1: yeah you're right you're, right. <laughs> you're you were ready um then another, another principle is the endowment effect, which is also kind of interesting, um, where you value the things that you own more than you put higher value on the things that you personally own just because you own them, mm-hmm. and you're like more resistant to give them up.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I think the example I, I said about that was uh, in in professional sports, mm-hmm. teams that teams will value their own players mm-hmm. more than they're actually worth in the open market, so they. So trades trades don't happen very often because of that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you, you definitely have more of a knowledge of sports than I do. But you, there's probably an example out there. It's because of the Bulls, uh, man. the, the Bulls. <laughs> and the Bears. Mitch. Mitch. Oh, man. Um, and then the final, uh, or another thing that I learned is really about game theory. This is something I'd actually studied in school to some extent. Um, it's basically trying to understand strategies in games or different e- economic situations um, of understanding how to... Uh, agents are going to react um, And I guess we'll go into that a little more later uh, At the end of the episode
0: Yeah for sure So we're actually going to go pretty in depth About uh, game theory Since like Ian said it's something that He studied and mm-hmm. uh, so did I We, we don't think it's a gr- Great to have uh, An extensive explanation in the middle of the episode So if you want to stick around After the entire episode uh, Listen and learn about game theory Feel free mm-hmm. Um, And then, actually, I got a little further in this challenge
1: uh, than Chris did. I actually started uh, my second course. I actually also did a computer science course. um, But I found it was kind of difficult with iTunes U when you were trying to do this, like, very technical, like, computer science course and having it to be on your phone because iTunes U isn't supported on, like, Mac anymore.
0: Yeah, which I I don't understand.
1: It, It was kind of annoying, but I kind of, I failed that class. I didn't, like, fail the class, but I kind of gave up. Um, and then I, I proposed the idea to Chris to switch it from a challenge to just taking iTunes U classes to just generally free classes. Um, and I switched to Khan Academy and I took a um, an entry level computer science class there. Um, but I had a, a little bit of background in it, so I kind of understand the basics of Java. Um, and the course started out very slow, so I decided to kind of skip ahead um, and learn SQL or s- what, how do you call it, it SQL? You call it well, I well, SQL. Well, honestly, it, it
0: started at work. Uh-huh. They call it SQL. I thought it was SQL. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it caught on.
1: Yeah, so I that was really the, what I wanted to get out of that class, um, and then I kind of lost interest. And I, I was kind of saying to myself, I oh, I'll probably have to relearn this again anyway if I try to use in a professional environment. Um, so that was kind of the end of my free online courses for this for this challenge. That was
0: your end. So yeah, yeah. My, my end, my end was. Uh, also, at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> also, at the beginning. Guys. So, uh, going back to my intro to psychology class, um, I just listened to the lecture first. It was the intro- introduction lecture. So, uh, what this was, was is, it was called an open Yale course. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, it's it's an actual uh, class during the semester. And then the professor starts off by, by introducing uh, the course itself and saying that. He said this is one of uh, seven or ten classes mm-hmm. that Yale was recording, uh, and the reason they did that was to give access to free courses for people who don't have mm-hmm. access to uh, university mm-hmm. learning. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was uh, really interesting, mm-hmm. and just like taking the initiative from like a big school like that, I thought that was that was really great. But anyways, I I took the introduction class, which was forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the next course was an hour, and I just ne- I never I never got to it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big time commitment. Yeah, so, actually,
1: I, I just remembered this when I was going into college. I was I was a senior in high school. Um, I knew I was going to be taking chemistry, and I actually tried to like find an online chemistry course to get like like prepared for what I was going to be learning in college. Um, and a lot of the Ivy League schools actually put a lot of entry level courses online. So I, I believe MIT, Columbia, Yale, obviously because you did it, and I think Harvard. Um, They post a lot of these free lectures online. It's just, it's how dedicated are you to taking the courses, essentially.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think part of the dedication is being able to take notes. Mm -hmm. And this was something that I asked in our, uh, I think it was an Instagram, we made a post. I asked if people would rather, would prefer to take notes on their laptop. Is that how you pronounce it? Laptop. Laptop. Am I saying it? I feel like I say it wrong That's one
1: of those words Where you say it a lot And you're like Am I saying this right?
0: Yeah I, Is it like laptop or laptop? You I see the it, difference there? I don't think it matters I don't think it I think it's just an accent Or like a different inflection Yeah Okay Anyways It was notes it was in a laptop Versus notebook And I know Someone responded We got a rousing response <laughs> For notebook We did And I'm sorry But I did not use notebook I went laptop Sorry to disappoint you Kara. <laughs> okay well i think this was a good discussion about what our challenge was about uh, when we return from a short break we'll discuss our approaches
1: welcome back from that short break now we want to go into our approaches to this challenge um, i personally tried to make this part of my morning routine so whenever i would i wake up in the morning, I would just, either after I went to the gym, I would have breakfast and be taking these classes. Um, I tried to approach it really like a normal school day would be, so I tried to block off that like, like class time, if you will, where yeah. I had that opportunity to just sit down and work on these classes um, and just tell myself to like block out all other distractions. Um, and I think it worked uh, fairly well, at least for the economics course, and then I think other challenges affected my ability to do the computer science courses.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you finished... The behavioral economics course So I mm-hmm. think that was a really good approach mm-hmm. And like thinking back I think that would have been That, that would have been an ideal approach If I had mm-hmm. thought more about it um, But what I did was I would try to do it <laughs> I didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just say it <laughs> But no I, I tried to do it uh, It would be like after work Or actually it would be like after dinner mm-hmm. um, But like Kind of the the two weeks that we had this challenge there was a lot going on there were like a bunch of events after work Mm -hmm. so i didn't always have the time to do it and then since i wasn't able to do it consistently i just like lost motivation for it Mm -hmm. i think
1: i I think it's interesting that you did it at at the end of the day and you had um more trouble starting the challenge i did at the beginning of the day and it was a little easier for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i I wonder if like mental fatigue plays into that because you obviously work all day and then other events you were saying and you have, then you sat down at the end of the day, you kind of just want to watch Netflix or something. And you were trying to do these classes where me, it was more of like, like a first priority in the morning.
0: That makes sense. I think that that probably did did play impact. Mm -hmm. I think one, the during the day versus during at night. And like you said, the mental, mental fatigue.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think the next logical question is why did you really choose to stop? Um, I personally in stopping this challenge, I kind of just lost motivation. Uh, I think really once I finished that first course and tried to fu- tried to find the next course um, and tried to do the computer science like technical stuff, it was really difficult to like keep motivated because I, I feel like I'm probably not as interested in computer science as I was in behavioral economics. Um, and I also don't really think iTunes U was such a great platform, um, hence why I tried to go into Khan Academy. But even still, I, th- I still think a lot of these free. Courses don't have a lot of the structure and a lot of the extra material that an actual college course has. I think I, pers- I also learn a lot more by doing and being in a classroom with someone like that m- can respond to your questions and work with you. Yeah, I is a lot is a lot easier for me to learn that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does it does make it really tough. Um, I think another thing would be just when you're in a traditional classroom environment, you have a professor. keeps you accountable Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do your work you have exams you have homework but here it's kind of just all on you and if you i guess well i definitely didn't have the right mindset going into this Mm -hmm. or maybe not mindset but like the goal either Mm -hmm. and that definitely played played a role in me not having the motivation to do this
1: it takes a lot of self-discipline yeah and like
0: i said my course was like an hour long and i just Mm -hmm. couldn't get myself to at the end of the day Try to l- listen to that course when I could watch Netflix instead.
1: Yeah, I personally, if I had to take, if I tried to do that, I'd probably fall asleep during it, especially yeah, after a true, day of that's work. True. And a lot of the professors have like that, like long, like droning on voice. <laughs> so they're Like today, we're going to learn about the human brain. <laughs> uh, Professor H, Professor H. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would. I would. I'd make my students be interested in the class. <laughs> so, I think we have a couple kind of concluding questions now. Um, this was. The first challenge that we've actually failed, so this is our fourth challenge now. Third challenge, I think, third challenge. This is our third only. challenge, um, and we didn't complete it. So, how, how does this make us feel?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so this was a conversation we had before we even started the podcast. This was back when we were just brainstorming ideas for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I had mentioned that it'd be interesting because one, we do all these challenges, we talk about them, we complete them, but there's also going to be times where, uh, we're not gonna want to or we just can't complete a challenge for whatever reason mm-hmm. and I think that was that was when we brought up having a midway episode mm-hmm. between the month uh, so so it gives us the two weeks to try it out to mm-hmm. see if we continue or not and so obviously this was one of it where we decided not continue um honestly I'm not I'm not as disappointed as I thought I would be mm-hmm. <laughs> I was more looking forward to saying it that to, to ending this um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I
1: also think I had a different experience because I did complete the one course, so I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think I failed for doing it for 30 days, but I, I did complete a course. But I think I just well, didn't have the like interest in the other classes, and that made it like difficult for me. So I don't know. I, I feel like I, to some extent, kind of missed out on something. Um, I missed out the opportunity to like learn something new, but also. It made, it kind of made me question, like, how interested am I really in computer science? Mm. And how interested am I in actually learning SQL or learning Java or whatever? You called it SQL? Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're changing my mind.
0: <laughs> okay, so next question is, would we try it again? Absolutely. I think I would definitely
1: try this again. I think these free courses are a great way to kind of get your feet wet in different things. Uh, So if you have kind of a topic of interest that you want to learn, it's a lot cheaper to just take a a quick free class Mm -hmm. um, and get the basics down before you uh, invest a lot more time and money into taking a class with an instructor and uh, set class time and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think um, trying it again. Also, it was kind of something that I had mentioned when we were deciding to choose this challenge Mm -hmm. was that this would give us a, a bit of a feel. Of how it would be like uh, to take, um, like graduate school as a part-time mm-hmm. student, mm-hmm. and having to take some online courses. So this would have been like good practice. And I feel like if I had, if I if I guess if I if I structured it better, mm-hmm. I would want to try it again. And some of the things that we learned today apply that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think also definitely trying it again. Um, I, I don't I don't think I'd want to try to force myself to do. Classes for a month. I think I would just kind of take classes as I as I want or as I as I see fit. Because I feel like like forcing yourself to do it every single day is you kind of fatigues yourself trying to think about like what school. you want to be doing. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> like school. It kind of it's intimidating. Kind of. I agree. It 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 is intimidating. So yeah, we both said we would do it again.
0: But what would, what would we do differently, or what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess. I can separate separate that into two different scenarios because you just you just kind of mentioned and uh, made me think the the first scenario is if this was a challenge and we, were, we had to do it mm-hmm. maybe uh, do classical uh, courses that had shorter lectures that might not be like an official uh, graduate or university course but just like learning something if it's just them talking about uh, some topics mm-hmm. and if we're just like less than less than an hour maybe like half an hour courses lectures
1: yeah it, it, interesting you say that. my course was actually fairly informal like it wasn't just a professor standing in front of a camera lecturing um, he did incu- include include uh, different like ted talks to listen to or different uh, interviews to listen to uh, different material to read and then most of the class was guided by questions that he asked that were like written out um, and kind of introductory paragraphs to each section um, so it didn't feel as formal as kind of a college lecture did yeah um but if i were to do this again uh again i I really think the only thing i would do different would just be not to force myself to do it i think making it a challenge was fun for like kind of fit the podcast really well Mm -hmm. but in terms of like actually taking a class and learning something new it didn't it felt very forced
0: yeah i would i would agree especially with the with my introduction to uh psychology i felt like i I mean I, i was really interested in it Mm-hmm. A psychology in general but yeah especially with the, it being such a formal class I felt like I wasn't, very, I wasn't ready for that like just graduating less than a year ago I was mm-hmm. not ready to go back to that yeah absolutely so it seems we learned a lot even though we didn't complete this challenge Ian learned a lot from behavioral economics course that he did take and we both had a takeaway about the difficulty of taking online courses as well as how we can be better prepared for online courses in the future
1: That's all the time we have for today. Uh, So you can catch us next time as we tackle a new challenge uh, or stick around to the end of the episode and learn more about game theory.
0: As always, we'd love to hear any feedback or ideas for new challenges.
1: You can reach us on any social media platform at
0: 2unusual, that's at T-W-O-unusual. And a special thank you to GetTheWonder on SoundCloud for the intro music. Till next time, stay unusual. So that was the end of our episode, but if you stuck around for game theory, thank you so much. I hope you learn a lot. Yeah. And Ian, take it away.
1: So welcome to Ian's interesting fact section. This is, <laughs> I actually titled it that in our in our show notes. Oh, here. I didn't even notice that. Um, but uh, I think the, the best way to start this section is really to define um, a couple important terms in understanding game theory. The first is game theory as a whole. Um, so game theory uh, is a theoretical framework for conce- uh for conceiving social situations among competing players, in some respects, game theory is the science of strategy or at least the optimal decision-making of independent and competing actors in a strategic setting. Um, that definition comes from Investopedia. So um, it, it's really just understanding decision-making when uh, there's another person involved um, with that decision. So whether that the, the decision you're going to make is going to impact uh, another person, how is that going to affect how they act in that situation? Um And then the second kind of most common application of uh, game theory is the Prisoner's Dilemma, Um, and the Prisoner's Dilemma is a paradox in decision analysis in which two individuals acting in their own self-interest do not produce the optimal outcome. The typical Prisoner's Dilemma is set up in such a way that both parties choose to protect themselves at the expense of the other participants— um, as a result, both participants find themselves in a worse state than the, than if they had cooperated with each other in the decision-making process. That definition is also for Investopedia. Um, and if you kind of break that down, uh, kind of the classic way that this is presented is two people get arrested, um, and they say if you both confess to what happened, you're going to get uh, kind of this maximum sentence, and you're both going to end up at this worst possible place. Um, if, is I think, that right? I think, no, I it's backwards.
0: I think what we can do... Is us ourselves, we're in a prisoner's dilemma. Okay. Let's, let's act it out. The okay. four different scenarios. So there, there are four scenarios. If you imagine a cross, um, like a Punnett square.
1: Like I think everyone's learned Punnett squares in like eighth grade biology or something. Well,
0: sorry. I don't know what that is. You don't, you don't know what that is? I've, I mean, like, I've probably seen it. The genes but, stuff? Where like you oh, have like your yeah, mother and okay, yeah, yeah, father yeah, yeah, with go, like brown
1: right, eyes, yeah. blue eyes. Yeah.
0: I didn't know what it was called. Okay. Anyways, all right. what's <laughs> What's our uh, what's our crime, Ian? We our podcast was too good. <laughs> our podcast was too fire. We set the apartment on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get caught. We're in jail. They they separate us. We're in two different rooms, and so we 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 did this crime right. Mm-hmm. We we did it. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting investigated, and there are four different outcomes. Mm-hmm. One is I'm going to. Uh, rat you out, mm-hmm. I'm going to say... No, sorry, sorry, no. Not rat you out. I'm just going to confess that we did it.
1: Mm-hmm. And so. then once you confess, then I have two other options. But I don't know what you did. Yeah, right? yep, exactly. So I can either confess, and then that means we both confessed. Um, or it's a
0: lighter sentence. If we both confess, it's a lighter sentence. So both are, yeah, it's a lighter That's sense. like, theoretically, that's what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Or I can stay quiet. And in that case, I would get the maximum sentence, and you would get set free, essentially.
0: Yeah, because I say that we did it or you did it mm-hmm. and you didn't say that i did it mm-hmm. so you were loyal i was not but i go free mm-hmm. hmm. loyalty
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then the other option is obviously if you
0: i i, I don't say anything i say mm-hmm. quiet i'm the loyal one and then in that case i could rat you out and then i would get a lighter sentence and i go to jail yeah again loyalty what the <laughs> yeah you gotta stay loyal okay the last scenario uh i say quiet you stay quiet, and we both get a reduced sentence. We bo- no, we both go free. Is it free or? Yeah, the reduced sentence is if we both, if both con- confess. confess. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so if we both stay quiet, we're, we we say hard, and not not break, we go free. Mm-hmm. That's the most likely scenario for us. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we
1: have, that that's definitely the most likely scenario. So, um, it, the the biggest i the biggest Uh, The biggest um, assumption you have to make in these personal dilemma situations is that there's no communication. So we're making those decisions um, without knowing what the other person did. So if you're being interrogated, obviously they're going to try to get you to confess and they're going to try to manipulate you into confessing, uh, making you assume that the other person had already confessed or something like that. Um, And actually kind of a really cool example of this uh, comes from a game show called, called Golden Balls. Um, and the premise of the game show is the two contestants, like I think they work together throughout the game, um, and, at, and at the very end, they have to either decide to split or steal the winnings that the group has. So, for example, if Chris and I had just completed this game show, and we were about to win $100,000, mm-hmm. we each get an option to either split or steal, but we don't know what the other person's doing. So
0: split is, uh, as it says, we split the, the winnings in half, mm-hmm. and then steal, if I say steal... I take all the money,
1: but I have to say split. So gotcha, gotcha. in this in this scenario, we, if we both say split, we split the money. Mm-hmm. If one person says steal and the other one says split, the person that said steal takes the money. But if we both say steal,
0: no one gets anything. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So if I, uh, bringing that back to the prisoner's dilemma, just so we can have a connection there, um, us saying us both saying split would be us confessing, right?
1: No, us, saying, us both saying split would be us staying quiet.
0: Okay. And then stealing. If we both steal, we don't get anything? If we both steal, we don't get anything. So that's the worst possible outcome. Okay. Um, so
1: the, the video on the show, I actually shared it on um, the Too Unusual Facebook page if anyone wants to go watch the actual scenario play out. Um, but they're in the game, and this one contestant tells the other guy straight up at the end, I'm going to steal. And it kind of throws the other guy off for a second, and then he tries to kind of retaliate and say, well, why would you, why would you do that? And then the guy that said he's going to steal says, I'm going to steal, but after the show, I'm going to give you the money, half of the money, and then we're going to split it. Um, but then the host is like, you, just so you know, like that's not binding. That he, he legally doesn't have to do that. Um, it's You just have to take him for his word. Uh, so it goes back and forth for a while, and the guy insists, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal. Um, and he tricks, and he basically... What he's doing is cutting the other guy's decision matrix in half. So he's essentially telling him that he's going to steal, making the other guy's options both bad. So whatever he does, he's going to come out with a less than optimal outcome, and he's going to make nothing. So he
0: has to. So because the other guy is so insistent that he's going to steal, the other guy his only choice really is to split. So that's the half. So that's the half. Because Mm -hmm. the other half, if he says steal, and they both steal. Mm-hmm. No one wins anything.
1: Yeah, so if... Exactly. So the only way that any money is comes out of that show or comes out of that winning is if he says split. So then this guy that's insistent that he's going to steal it, he says, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal. Then they both pick... They have to like physically pick a ball that has an answer inside of it, and they give it to the host. Uh, and the, they both pick, they give it to the host, the host opens it, and they both said split. So the guy... He, he really he obviously had an understanding of how game theory worked and by cutting the other person's decision matrix in half um, it allowed him to make kind of uh, guide the game to have that outcome and it, it's a show where a lot of the other results of kind of the, the negotiation at the end kind of end in like comical things where it's like one person steals when the other person <laughs> splits um, and and the audience kind of gets to chuckle or, uh, or they both say steal um, and no one gets anything it's again, again kind of funny but this was uh, a very interesting example of the application of game theory and how um, these game shows can sometimes be manipulated uh, with yeah. behavioral
0: economics. So, for those listening, if you ever get into the situation where you're playing game theory, just remember, Chris and Ian.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you, you if you want to mention the video that we talked about. Earlier. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So there was it's a great uh, prisoner's dilemma video. It's called Will Aim Prisoner's Dilemma. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's like seven minutes long honestly it's one of the best videos that explains prisoner's dilemma in a very interesting manner and not mm-hmm. just uh, like a lecture
1: it 's also a really good video like you, you <laughs> is it, show- it, really good? it could be a movie it could be you mm-hmm. show like you showed it to me and it it's actually it's in French I think and it's subtitled um so I like watched the first like five seconds I was like, what is this and then like you realize you get a lot you get a lot out of it, and like it keeps you engaged even though you have no idea what they're saying, But, yeah. even like the subtitles are like they keep you on edge. So it's, it's a really good video. It really explains the concept really well. So,
0: Cool. Well, I think that's the end of Ian's interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that could be a, a permanent um, we, section uh, oh. of our uh, podcast. We'll see. We'll see. So. All right. Well, thank you for sticking around. Catch us next time. Stay unusual. We don't have an ending, oh, but stay unusual. next usual. time. <laughs> stay unusual.